0: everyone, and welcome to our, the second edition of the Klitsch's Mic Drop podcast. I uh, hope you enjoyed last week's uh, first initial debut with Dalton Reisner as our guest. Today it will be Cortland Sutton, who is uh, clearly the star of the Broncos' uh, season opener, even though it was a loss, 24-16. to 16. Cortland uh, Sutton had seven catches, a career high for 120 yards, a career high. Five catches, and 108 of those yards came on catches between the hashes, which is a big step forward for Cortland Sutton. Uh, let's review that uh, uh, Raiders game right now, if we can, before we go forward. Again, uh, uh, thanks for joining us on uh, the Cliss's mic drop. Mike Cliss here, 9 News Broncos insider, so they call me. Uh, I'll tell you some of my thoughts on the, rock, on the Raiders game, and I think the most disappointing aspect to me was the defense. You know, the offense we knew was going to be so-so this year, uh, it had a chance to be a winning offense, a complimentary offense, uh, but not, you know, it wasn't going to be the type of offense that was going to score 30 points a game. Uh, the, the offense, I thought, uh, played to its potential uh, uh, much better, uh, much closer than the defense did. The defense, first of all, the first drive is a key drive in a game, and they got it, uh, uh They barely challenged the Raiders on their first drive. The Raiders made it look easy. And then when you have a team backed up to the five-yard line, that's a key time for the defense to stand up. And uh, not only did they give up field position, they gave up seven points. So those were two very disappointing uh, uh, defensive uh, drives in that game. And then in the second half, when the Broncos had a little momentum going, uh, the defense uh, again gave up – some yardage, there was that kickoff return also, but uh, disappointed in the defense all around. Of course, everyone talking about the the Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb not laying a hand on Derek Carr. And uh, Vic Fangio has uh, been pretty consistent and adamant this week that the reason is that uh, it was third and short. You can pass rush on third and seven and longer, It's hard to pass rush on third and three. It's a three-step drop. The ball comes out quick. Um, That's all the Raiders needed uh, to keep the chains moving uh, uh, too many times in in that game. Uh, We'll see. I also want to give some credit to Trent Brown and Colton Miller, uh, the offensive tackles for the Raiders. They've been tough matchups on, uh, on Miller and Chubb last year. Chubb in three games still doesn't have a sack on Carr. And uh, last year, I know Miller had uh, one sack on Derek Carr. But uh, Carr has, um, has always played pretty well against the Broncos. Gets rid of the ball quick. Uh, let's talk about the Broncos' offense. There's a lot of discussion on Rich Gorillo and his play calling, primarily because of that first play of the game. I think that kind of set the tone for uh, the criticism on his play calling. Uh, they, they did move the ball after that first drive. Uh, Skeggorrylo, I liked his answer today. That uh, he wants to be a fearless, uh, aggressive uh, play caller, uh, not afraid to fail. He did fail <laughs> on the first on the first play, and so therefore, the criticism is he tried to get a little too cute with the five yard loss on the jet sweep to uh, Noah Fant. A lot of people wanted to know why Emmanuel wasn't. Uh, Targeted earlier, he was the primary receiver several times uh, in the first half, but uh, Emmanuel uh, had a tough time with the with the playing surface at the at Raiders uh, Stadium there, uh, with the infield and uh, the, the wet grass, uh, he was slipping and sliding uh, quite a bit in the first half. Maybe he changed shoes at halftime. I'm not sure, but that's what happened there. In the meantime, Flacco found uh, Cortland Sutton across the middle, so that was pretty good. They didn't run the ball as well as I thought the Broncos would. Uh, again, Skangarillo thought the running game was coming on and would have been, uh, would have been good. And, uh, but, uh, I, you know, I think uh, they just didn't have time. It's easier to run the ball when you have the lead, right? The Broncos were behind uh, all game, and it, it's tough to stick with the running game when you're behind. And, uh, you know, had they been up or, the, uh, you know, three points to seven points – I think the running game would have been more effective. I think it was showing signs, especially with Royce Freeman, of getting stronger as the game went on. But as the game went on, the Broncos had to hurry up and play catch-up. So that's what happened to the running game. Um, as for Fangio, uh, you know, I thought, he, I thought he did okay. I was surprised the team after, uh, you know, the longest training camp in preseason didn't look better at the start. Uh, uh, people talk about the energy it does look like. He's going to be take the business-like approach that the Patriots do. Uh, not overly emotional. They want him playing smart football, uh, not emotional football. And uh, I, I, what impressed me about Fangio in his debut was the second-half adjustment. Uh, the Broncos got back in the game. It didn't work out, but they did play much better in the second half. Injuries, we're talking Jawan James is the most significant. Uh, the right tackle went down on the tenth play. He's a 7. He's drawing 17 million this year, uh, at least on the books in cash. He got a 12 million dollar signing bonus, 5 million dollar salary. Uh, they said several weeks. It sounds to me like it's a. It, it's it's going to be a month. He's going to miss at least the next four games. Just taking a guess, but uh, on that. But I was told, and we reported it yesterday, several weeks. On Juwan James, Elijah Wilkinson struggled uh, early. Uh, came on and played well. I think that's okay. Um, that, that, that will be okay, Elijah Wilkinson. But remember, there's a reason why Jawan James got $17 million this year. Um, he's pretty good. Uh, Tim Patrick with the broken hand. He goes on IR. River Craycraft uh, comes up and it will be between Craycraft and um, Jawan Winfrey as far as who the fourth receiver will be to uh, to dress against the Chicago Bears. Good news on the injury front, Todd Davis and Bryce Callahan both returning to practice this week. Davis looks like he's ahead of Callahan. I still am going to be surprised if both of them play this week, just because Davis has only been practicing uh, a couple days after sitting out almost two months. Roughly the same for Callahan, Uh, but they're both uh, taking first team reps this week, so uh, I have to see well, they'll both be listed as questionable, I'm sure, later today, and questionable will mean questionable. Um, after we talk to our special guest, uh, we'll talk about the Bears on the other side of this uh, uh, Cl- uh, Cliss Mic Drop podcast, uh, so hope you uh, stay tuned for that. And uh, so I hope you enjoy our interview right here, and uh, we'll come back on the other side and then talk about the, uh, the Bears. of the week you uh you head and shoulders i thought were the best performance from the broncos last week what did you feel about it
1: uh shoots i felt it was it was a good uh it felt good to get into a rhythm kind of get things going um uh, however you know we didn't come out with the win and ultimately that's that's that that's the big goal that you know we all want to come out with into the, the game
0: the thing that impressed me the most is uh where you caught the ball mm. you know last year you were really good at the At at that trick down the field, 50-50 ball, that was your forte. But you wanted to do more. You worked all offseason. You talked about doing more. And you were across the middle. Five of your catches were between the hashes Mm. for 108 yards. Was that the most satisfying thing for you?
1: Yeah, it was was cool to be able to kind of get that that rhythm going. And and Coach Rich giving me the opportunity to to showcase that I was more than just a, you know, down the sideline fade, go ball guy type of guy. So mm-hmm. it was good to be able to, um, you know, do that and put it on film because now it's just going to make my game that much more versatile because I have these things that are on film. And now when, t- when teams come to game planning, it's like, oh, he's just a go ball guy. It's just, hey, this guy does a little bit of everything. He's in between the hash. He's on the outside. We got to make sure we um, know where he is and and have an eye, eye, eye out for him.
0: Now you talk about route running and to the fans out there, you know, don't quite understand if you know you go straight and you Mm -hmm. cut over there's more to it than that and that's what you found out your rookie year and going into your second year tell us tell the layman fan uh all that goes into or the most significant things that go into route running
1: man there's a lot of things there's uh you know spacing there's a you know, understanding where your route needs to get to. If you're the first, knowing the progression of the play, if you're the first, second, third, you might even be the last read on a play. Um, understanding, you know, uh, leverages, being able to pick inside, outside. If I go inside and I need to get back outside, how to how to make that happen. If I go outside I need to get back inside, how to make that happen. Doing all these different things and, you know, uh, to the naked eye, all, all, all everyone sees is, you know, the quarterback get the ball and then, Either a catch or a drop on the other side, but they don't see the, you know, the, the part that gets to that point of being able to get a chance to catch the ball. So um, there's a there's a lot of little small minute things that can you know make you a really good route runner or make you a really bad route runner, and just understanding you know those so, so many small different things are, are, is what's going to get you open in those routes.
0: You know, I've, I've been around this team for a while, and you remind me so much of uh, Brandon Marshall with with uh, maybe. Without the drama <laughs> off the field, but he, uh, but your body. I mean, mm. to me, you've got the size, you got the body where you can post up. I mean, is mm. that something that uh, you've been made aware of from your coaches? Use your body on that, especially in the the middle of the field.
1: Definitely been a, a six bore, you know, two twenty type of guy. You you have to be able to use your body and and play with that size and be able to take take some of those hits going across the middle and and um, you know it comes with that territory of, of Saying that, you know, you're a big receiver, it comes with that territory. And, and you know, I embrace it, and it's a, lot of, it's a lot of fun to be able to go out there and showcase what God blessed me with. You know, and I mean, 6'4", I, I and it's nothing that I did to, to become 6'4", and, you know, being able to, to maintain, you know, 220 pounds and, and move around like an a- agile guy, it's, you know, it's a blessing to be able to, to do those things that I'm able to do, and I definitely don't uh, take those blessings and the things that I have for granted.
0: I also think it kind of worked out perfectly that, in, in some ways, that Emmanuel missed so much of the off season. I mean, he's a guy, he knows how to run a route falling out of bed, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he, he's, he's where he needs to be lickety-split. For you, you were able to get a relationship with Joe Flacco. Yeah. I mean, really, from OTAs, mini camp, it was all you and Joe. That relationship, did that help a lot? That offseason work with him?
1: I've uh, definitely, been, definitely been able to get in um, OTAs, mini camp, and uh, just been able to get in there and and run, run around and and you know catch the ball from him. Uh, whether, like I said, whether it was OTAs, mini camp, um, training camp, been able to just get those, get that timing down. And you know, uh, it was more like that for all of us. Just been able to get in with Joe and and see how he throws the ball, see where he likes to release it, and and all these different things, where his mindset is, and been able to run around full speed is. Um Something that definitely helped uh, not only myself but everybody in our room.
0: you know that when you're down on the field watching practice, Joe's ball, you know he throws with such an easy delivery mm. and but the velocity's there, and I think maybe that's what happened to Dashawan in the end zone is that you know the ball got in on mm. his pads before he got his hands up. But I think all you receivers had trouble with that early with Joe didn't you with the velocity it, it comes it sneaks up on you
1: yes it's, it's a little different um you know every quarterback throws the ball a little bit different even having uh the guys that we have the, the guys that we did have having Kevin Hogan and and Rip during training camp you know going over there catching from them it's three totally different passes that you're catching from the quarterback so um just being able to you know Get in and getting those reps. Getting the reps is, is the is the biggest key, and that's the thing that helps um, all of us in our room. And even the running backs, when they catch the ball coming out the backfield, because every quarterback throws the ball a little bit different.
0: How, how about having a, a manual back full speed and, you know, the two SMU guys? I know you guys had a little uh, give and take there in training camp, yeah. but you guys are uh, – you guys know – your partners in crime here as far as receiving for the Broncos.
1: Definitely, definitely. You know, uh, Emmanuel and I are are two guys who came from the same school. We grew up, you know, 20 minutes down the road from – each other. Well, his hometown is like 20 minutes down the road from my hometown. And um, we have a, a, a very unique connection. And, and like I've said before, you know, uh, everybody has, you know, your, your the ups and downs, but you know that your brother's going to have your back. And that's one thing I know about Emmanuel is that he wants the best, not only for myself, but everyone in our room and everybody in this team, because he's been at the peak. He's he's won the Super Bowl. He's went to Pro Bowls. He's done all those things and he's seen it. And he wants everybody to be able to to be able to have the same success that he's had. And, and that's ultimately going to bring Himself and then the, the rest of the organization to that success that he's already been able to, to reach and, and hit that pinnacle.
0: Since you lost your first one, is this a must-win against the Bears?
1: I think every game is a must-win. Every, every time you show up and you get a chance to go out there and play um, against a team, you get 16 opportunities to go prove why you get to earn a 17th game and maybe an 18th and then hopefully get into that Super Bowl. But, you know, every game that you show up and go play, it's a must-win.
0: Their defense is uh, something else, and they can, they can bring the heat. You'll have to get open
1: and get open quick. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> they have some big boys up front who yeah. can who can get to the quarterback. But we got a our old lines been working their butts off to um, make sure that they're ready and and dialed in. And they they've been really getting it. And the running backs and, and the protection helping uh, some of the, some of those guys and the tight ends as well. Um, understanding the 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 real needs of what we must do to be able to be successful in the run game and in the pass game. So um, they got some. They got a really nice defense and we're excited for the challenge to be able to go out there and showcase what we have against them.
0: Who would you say is the best athlete on the team?
1: Man, a, we got a lot of really, really good athletes on the team. I, I'm not gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you. I can't let you put me in that situation. There's a lot of really good athletes <laughs> yeah. on the team. There's a lot of yeah, guys you who, 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 you. I mean, who, who are very athletic for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Justin Simmons, guys, you can jump. Justin Simmons, we know, can leap.
1: He's uh, he's pretty, very athletic yeah. as well.
0: If you weren't playing football, what do you think you'd be doing right now?
1: Man, <sighs> probably be a professional bass fisherman or something, you know, on a boat somewhere. Is that right? Hitting off in Florida, you know. Okay,
0: <laughs> I got you. All right, very good. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, yeah, thank All you. Right.
0: Okay, now, uh, let's talk about the Bears here on the other side of the Cliss Mic Drop uh, podcast, week two. I know a lot of people are doing uh, podcasts out there, and it's, uh, it's only right that uh, we at Nine News and, <coughs> and I get involved in uh, things like this. So uh, it's, it's a fun deal. It's, uh, these podcasts can be a labor of love, and I uh, hope you enjoy them. The um, uh, The Bears. Uh, Broncos versus Dub Bears. And uh, I know that's a cliche, right? Uh, I, I'm Chicago Bear fans must hate Dub Bears. Well, too bad. Uh, <laughs> we're in Colorado, in Denver, Colorado. Uh, Fangio is the story about the Bears, I think. Uh, Fangio, a little bit of Trubisky, but uh, Fangio was the Bears defensive coordinator from 2015 to 2018. Uh, that's four years. Uh, came in with uh, John Fox, uh, after uh, Fox hired him uh, w- with the Bears to run the defense, and their, their cupboard was uh, was Bear. Uh, that was uh, Fox's first year, and they built up that defense. Uh, Roquan Smith, I think, and Khalil Mack is what put that Bears defense over the top. They drafted Roquan Smith, who was just terrific last week against the Bears, or against the Packers, I should say, and Khalil Mack, uh, you know how good he is. Although this notion, Khalil Mack is not as good as Vaughn Miller, at at least prime to prime. Vaughn might be a year or two older now, but uh, in getting into that uh, dangerous uh, 30s uh, territory, uh, but I still think Vaughn's better. He's better against the run than Khalil Mack, and he's better in pass coverage than Khalil Mack. As a pass rusher, you know, Vaughn's had more sacks than Khalil Mack. I don't know why Khalil keeps getting Defensive Player of the Year. But anyway, it seems like uh, now Khalil's uh, the highest-paid defensive player. All I know is one of those two players won a single-handedly won a Super Bowl, and it wasn't Khalil Mack. So that's my two cents there. Um, Fangio knows the Bears. He knows uh, Mitch Trubisky. I think it's going to have to be a controlled rush by the uh, Broncos. I'm just speculating on that. Uh, there's been no buzz about that, but Trubisky is very good, is a very good runner, an excellent runner, uh, underrated, maybe second to Russell Wilson in the league. Uh, uh, Deshaun Watson, a, a very strong runner also, but uh Trubisky's very good. And uh, I think he's a better athlete than he is a passer, uh, if you will. And uh, the combination makes him a good quarterback. Um, he can throw the ball okay, but I still say from the pocket, He's not as accurate as you, like your, uh, as you like your NFL quarterbacks as far as uh, whether or not they can win a Super Bowl for you. So that's the key. Controlled rush against Mitch Trubisky. Might even have to have some sort of spy on him. We'll see what the Broncos do. But uh, I think Trubisky's going to bounce back a little bit. The, the Denver D, again, and talked about this in the first half of the podcast, uh, it's worrisome. There, there's a couple holes uh, Isaac Yottam at one corner, and we'll see if Callahan can come back and help uh, in that regard. Um, Corey Nelson, um, you know, one week after he gets cut by Tampa Bay, starts and plays 84% of the snaps against Oakland. That's not, that's not ideal. Good teams don't do that. Uh, maybe Todd Davis can come and, and help that. Uh, be careful of those calf injuries, though, and be careful of those foot injuries. It's easy to aggravate both of those injuries. That's why I think it would be wise if the Broncos waited one more week on both of those players. Um, uh, the, uh, uh, the running game for the, for the Bears, they didn't try to run the ball against the Packers. That was a little surprising. I wouldn't be surprised if they try to run the ball uh, in this game against the Broncos. Uh, the Denver defensive front was okay, but uh, there were times at the point of the tack where uh, I thought they got uh, pushed around a little bit. Uh, interesting on this game, it is, I, I do think, you know, especially for the, uh, especially for the Broncos, when you're, when you're looking at playing at Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers and the Packers the next week, uh, you know, this is uh, somewhat of a, uh, it's a critical game, uh, a must win. You know, the 2001 Patriots started 0-2, and then in, um, uh, late in that second game, they, they, they put in a guy named Tom Brady uh, off the bench, and it worked out for them. But, but that's uh, obviously Brady is, is a rare character. Um, I just think uh, with the with the Packers up next, and then you got a, a Tennessee Titan team coming back here. I'm not sure if it's a, a, a must-win, but if the Broncos are going to win 10 games and make the playoffs this year, then uh, they ought to, you know, they ought to win. The Bears need the game too. What worries me a little bit on the Bron- from the Broncos' perspective is uh, the Bears have been off since uh, Thursday. They've had mu- uh, three extra days rest. Uh, on the on the Broncos, the Broncos also um, actually they had four days when you when you consider the Broncos played the latest game on Monday, and and Fangio didn't play his bench much. The starters played. I mean Vaughn played all but two defensive snaps. Um, you know Chubb played all but four defensive snaps. On offense, um, Sanders and and Sutton. Uh, played 89, 87% of the snaps, which is uh, a lot for a wideout, uh, especially when you're trailing the game. So uh, it's um, it's interesting. Uh, the Bears are, are now a favorite in the game, and I, I think that's right. I think they should be. They won 12 games last year. The uh, Broncos have won 11 games in the last uh, two years. Uh, it's it's tough to imagine the Broncos' offense scoring 24 on the Bears' defense. Um I do think the uh, Flacco and and company can do better, especially if they go to the air more. I think it should be more of a pass to set up the run rather than the run to set up the pass in this game against the Bears. Um, A couple mismatches that uh, you have to be concerned about from the Broncos' perspective, Leonard Floyd, Khalil Mack on the edge for the Bears against uh, Garrett Bowles and Elijah Wilkinson at offensive tackle. It'll be interesting to see how that matchup goes. But uh, uh, The Bears are the better team. Uh, that doesn't mean that the Broncos can't win. It is, uh, where's the game at, as they say. The game's in Denver. Um, there will be a moment of silence for uh, uh, Pat Bolin, owner Pat Bolin, who died on June 13th uh, before the game. And so it could be, it could be that the Broncos have benefit of emotion in this game. So. Anyway, thank you very much uh, for listening to the podcast. Uh, uh, thank you to uh, Cortland Sutton as our guest. Hope you enjoyed the interview there. Uh, this is a uh, Kliss mic drop. We'll do this every week, and uh, we'll do it again next week for the uh, for the Packers. Until then, thanks for tuning in.